Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faith? I'm doing good. Today we had on Nikki Gal. She is so sweet, so down to earth. A little bit about her. She is a former model, entrepreneur, and mental health advocate. In this episode, we go in-depth in mental health. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Nikki. We're so excited to have you on. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. I love this podcast. I love your show. I look up to you guys. I think you're amazing. So thank you. Aww, thank you so much. Um, let's start off. Can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, kind of like how you've gotten to where you are today? Absolutely. So my name is Nikki Gal. I am a former fashion model turned present day entrepreneur of five companies. Um, I also own and operate a mental health advocacy nonprofit. So that's kind of where my head's at. I'm 24. I'm living, breathing and growing every day in my own world. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a journey, but, um, I'm really, really happy to be here. And where are you from originally? And where do you live now? I am from Boston. I live in Boston. So (laughs) yeah. You were giving me Florida vibes. So that's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Florida. No, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I think this is when I saw you so bright in your room. I was like, oh, she's definitely not in the Northeast. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> um, all right. So let's kind of get into all these businesses that you own. I'm like very interested in them. I'd love to hear about the five that you own. And then also I'd love for you to go a little bit more in depth on the mental health advocacy that you do. Absolutely. So I got bit by the entrepreneur bug. Um, so I started with one company and then I kind of led to more and more and more and more. Um, I guess that's just kind of how it all goes for everybody. You know, you start with one passion and then you're like, wow, I really like this. I kind of want to see it pivot and take off and grow further. So that's kind of what it's been like for me. Um, but yeah, I did start as a model. That's how I really started my career and started kind of getting my name out there. Um, and I did that roughly for about four and a half years. Um, I started when I was roughly about 14, 15, and then I stopped when I was around 19, 20. So I was in that industry fully doing it full time. Um, I was signed to two different agencies by the time I was 16. So I was very uh, <laughs> part of that industry. Um, it was it was very interesting for me because I always wanted to be a model. Like I always wanted to do that. It was something that I was really passionate about from a young age. Um, so I just kind of, you know, followed my dreams, followed the stars and yeah, I just started doing it professionally and it was a great experience. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was great. Um, but I did decide to leave and that was definitely like a risk-taking moment on my part, just knowing that, I didn't know what was on the other side outside of the modeling industry, but I was in the modeling industry for some time and I was very much in the routine of the industry operated, you know, how the actual industry operated by itself um, versus how other, you know, industries operated as well. So it was, it was very difficult leaving um, it all behind and replanting my roots, but it was definitely scary because I didn't know what opportunities would be there for me, but the modeling industry is more so a lifestyle rather than a career. So I think a lot of people believe that it's just a very light and carefree industry with a lot of freedom, but in reality, it's very much different. <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't have the freedom. I didn't have the liberation to explore other avenues business-wise or career-wise when I was a model. So yeah, that was just another reason as to, you know, why I wanted to leave. But um, yeah, you know, I think the feeling of being limited is is really just, um, it's not it's not good. And I really just didn't feel like myself towards the end of my career. And I knew that I could do more with, you know, who I was and what I was, you know, rather than being in that industry. So 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely better off now for sure. Um, I mean, I'm 24 now and I'm, I'm living my life and I'm doing my thing. So yeah, it's, it all worked out for the best. That's great. Can you tell us a, um, a little bit more about, is that kind of what led you into the mental health aspect of your businesses? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so like being in the fashion industry and meeting women within the industry, I learned, you know, a lot about the many facets of mental health and how mental health affects each and every one of us. And, you know, being exposed to so many humans with lifeless energy and really sad energy, uh, you know, rather motivated me to want to speak up about mental health and how mental health affects all of us. You know, being in the fashion industry, I saw a lot of women that were struggling every day and they didn't really have a voice and they were just kind of going through the motions of their lives. And it made me sad. And, you know, it still makes me sad again to this day, um, as I know there's many, many women that still feel that way. Um, but I wanted to help those that don't have a voice develop a voice. I wanted to, you know, create a comfortable and judgment-free platform that all women could relate to and relate on and also educate themselves on. So, you know, I think when we hear each other's stories, I think it's a very magical process because we can all relate to one another. And we don't feel so alone. And that's exactly what I wanted to create. And the message that I wanted to get across is, you know, we're not, we're not alone. Um, and, you know, I want to, I want to also, you know, help break that stigmata that is also circulating within our society. And, and I, I kind of wanted to break the labels and, and again, break the judgment um, that is often placed on individuals and women uh, that are battling mental health every day. So that was another big thing for me as well. You know, um, as, as far as far as my own platform goes, um, I've interviewed over 160 women, you know, sharing their own unique and raw and candid stories. And it's been such a beautiful thing for me to witness. And it makes me really happy that I'm able to do this, you know, to better our community. Yeah, I love that. I think you're totally right. There is such a stigma around mental health. I know yeah. <laughs> I, started, I was the first one in like all of my friends to go to therapy and it was like life-changing and yeah. now my friends go to my therapist because I, I just fell in love with her and like the whole process um but I think it's so great that you know you're trying to put an egg to the stigma because I know for a while I was like such an advocate for therapy and mental health and you know doing things for yourself and it wasn't talked about enough like where I grew up so you know I love that you're trying to to get that message out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, you know, I think it's important too. And yeah, I love that you brought the therapy as well. Cause it's, I mean, therapy is so important to go to therapy when you need it. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid to go, you know, and afraid of, you know, what if people find out I'm going to therapy or people are thinking of me differently, but no, it's so, so, so important. So I'm happy. I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I'm like, I love therapy. I will never <laughs> yeah. be honest. Like, you know, it's for like a time in your life that you need it. I'm like, I will always need it. Okay. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> I, my problem, like I love therapy too. And I wish that I could like go to therapy every single week, but it's not good. It's not for me yeah. because I have like, by the time I went to therapy, I've already like worked through all of it almost. Mm -hmm. So then when I get right. there, it's like, I don't want to say a waste of time, but I feel like I don't, I've never had like an epiphany moment in therapy. And I feel like you have a lot of like epiphany moments where you're like, she says something and you're like, that's right. Like, oh my gosh. Like I, that doesn't happen for yeah. me because I'm like, so like consistently working mm. in my own head, if that makes sense. But yeah, I love yeah. therapy. And like, I, there were definitely times in my life where I needed it. And mm. like, and I, I need, especially for people that aren't as comfortable, like venting or opening up about those things with other right. people in their life like I'm a person who talks through those things with everyone in my life um right yeah. I think some people aren't as comfortable with that and they they really want like a third party opinion or they want like someone to just talk to 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like a comfortability thing as well. You know? Um, no, I love that. I love for that for you. Um, could you open up to us a little bit more about your personal journey with mental health and like, I guess, why did you feel such a calling to, to talk about it and really stress the importance of it in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my personal journey with mental health. Um, so I haven't really struggled personally with mental health. I have, and I haven't, um, I've very much been around people who struggle with mental health, whether it's my friends or my coworkers or my colleagues, or even my clients. And, um, I I've witnessed that, you know, for years and years and years and years. And, and I think that's why I've, I've grown so comfortable with talking about it and helping others, um, in that respect. And it, it hits close to home for me because, you know, these are people I care about, you know, these are people that I see every day. I talk to every day I'm with every day. Um, so when you know that people are struggling internally with themselves, um, you know, it makes you want to kind of, you know, speak up, you know, a little bit and say, Hey, you know, like, let's talk about it, you know? Um, but a lot of my friends have, and, you know, came to me throughout the years and, and said, you know, I, I can't, I'm not really feeling myself. I'm not really, you know, being, I'm not really being myself. I'm not doing okay. And that makes me say, oh, wow, you know, how can I help you? You know, how can I fix this? How can I, how can I make this better? Um, and that's more so, you know, why it's been so important to me. Um, just, you know, people in my life here and there, and even, even my, my coworkers as well, they've come up to me throughout the years and said, Hey, you know, I really can't do this meeting. You know, can you please fill in for me? Or, you know, I really can't go to this casting, you know, can, you know, can you give me some advice? And, you know, it really makes me again, want to have that voice for them. And it hits close to home for me because I, I have throughout my own life, I've felt kind of alone at times. And I'm like, damn, like, I wish I could talk to somebody, you know, I wish I could have the help or something like that. I wish I could, you know, speak my mind when I want to, but you know, um, it's important, you know, so that's kind of where it's been like for me. And a lot of my girlfriends as well. Um, they've even created their own mental health podcasts, you know, after I started mine and they started, you know, their own stuff as well, which I think is so cool that I can help that, you know, help them develop their voice as well and, and develop what they want for within their own mental health journeys as well. So yeah, but that's, that, I think just people around me in my circle, yeah, that they really motivated me to, to start advocating and really start speaking about mental health. I love that. Um, I'm curious, I know you said you own five businesses, um, do you have employees under those businesses? I do. Yeah, I do. So I'm curious, is there anything that you, you think you're doing differently in regards to like mental health as an employer? Absolutely. Yeah. Mental health is, is huge for me, especially in the workplace. Um, because it's rarely talked about in the workplace. It's rarely a subject of topic. Um, for me with, with the people that work for me, um, in my companies, I, I like to have a very creative outlook and a very creative mental space, um, for, you know, individuals and, and give them the flexibility, you know, um, I'm not the type of boss that is, is very much like, no, you got to be here right now, right here. I need you now. I need you now. You know, that's not who I am. Um, I, I'm very flexible with my schedule and, and I give my, I give my, you know, you know, my workers, their, their flexibility time as well to, you know, have their own mental health and, and, you know, have flexibility within their own mental health and lives. Um, I, I do believe if you work under someone or, or you work for someone, um, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're less of an individual, uh, you know, we're still humans. We're, we're still on this earth. We're still, you know, battling our mental health or whatever, whatever it is in our lives. And, you know, we're people too, you know, we're living, breathing humans and we deserve a break once in a while. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's important for me. I also have hosted, um, 
little like meetings here and there. Um, even like, you know, little chats on iMessage, you know, just to check in with my coworkers and see how they're doing and say, Hey, you know, how's that? How are you doing? You know, it's funny because a lot of my coworkers are actually uh, very good friends of mine. Um, so, you know, we all have a very, very good bond and, and we're very uh, good with communication. And I think communication again is key and not just within the work life, but in general with your girlfriends or your friends or your, or your family communication is key. So yeah, I think, I think really integrating that and with my workers is, is very, very important. And, um, again, we're all human you know, absolutely. I love that. Why do you feel like, and correct me if you don't feel this way, but, um, (laughs) personal experience, like I feel like entrepreneurs, business owners, and like anyone in like a, a similar type of field, like really, really struggle with mental health. And, and that could also be true for anyone that's in like a higher leadership position or anything like that. But just like people that put a lot of pressure on themselves or have a lot of um, external pressures to succeed. Um, Could you talk a little bit more about that and like what that's been like? Yeah. I mean, I I feel like business owners and entrepreneurs and even people that are workers, you know, within that, that industry as well. um, I, I think, you know, balance, I would say, you know, balance is, is not, always integrated in one's entrepreneurial entrepreneurial business or lifestyle. Um, and things can get really tricky. Um, I do believe that balance is the key to anyone's life, whether, you know, it's personal or business or, you know, when you don't have balance, things can tend to get out of place and you don't have much control. And I do feel like when things are not in place, that's when the stress kind of comes in and that's when the overworking kicks in. So, you know, that can be very detrimental to one's mental health. But I do believe that, you know, if you have a schedule every day and maybe, you know, not identical, you know, each day, I mean, I know in my own life, I am certainly not a creature of habit. I like to mix things up every day. Um, But having a schedule, even if you want to mix it up every day is extremely important, you know, to give yourself the flexibility and to give yourself those breaks to, you know, re-navigate, you know, if you need to. I mean, I think having balance be part of your life is very key um, to any way of life, again, whether it's your personal or your business life. Um, you know, I think, I think balance can really help anyone's mental health in, in a really beneficial way. But I, I think as far as my own journey, you know, within my own entrepreneurial life and, and business life and business endeavors, I, I think just really, uh, you know, being yourself. Uh, I think when you're yourself, because um, oftentimes when, when you're a business owner, you know, you kind of want to be someone else. <laughs> you kind of want to be like, hey, I'm the boss here, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. But, you know, really staying humble. And really, you know, going back to your inner inner child, I say that a lot, but it's true. You know, I remember when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an artist so bad. Um, you know, I would color and coloring books on my parents' floor and I would, you know, color on the walls and things like that. But I always think back to her. I always think back to her because she would want to, she she would have wanted to become who I am today. Um, and I always, it's a very humbling thing for me. You know, your inner child is, is where we all started. So I, I think it's very, very important to, you know, reflect back on that. Um, and that can, that can also benefit your mental health as well. You know, it's, it's a very comforting thought and, um, I'm a huge fan of nostalgia. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's my own personal, personal take on that. Absolutely. You know, just be yourself and, you know, give yourself breaks and give yourself, you know, the needed balance. What do you feel like, are the best ways to either like decompress or just, I guess, like incorporate more balance into your life, but whatever that looks like for, for different people, do you have any like tips or things that you do like daily or weekly that really help you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, working out not excessively, but enough, you know, to keep your mind at ease. And, and I'm a huge fan of yoga. I recently just started doing yoga about a few months ago and, oh my God, this helped my life so well. Have you guys ever done yoga? Yes. Yes. I'm a personal fan of hot (laughs) yoga. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yoga class together. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yes, that was my like favorite day of the week. Except we would we would meditate, and I would sleep. Fiona and I would just fool around. We didn't. It was in college. Like we we (laughs) didn't. Yeah. But I think I think when you're paying for it, it's (laughs) it's a completely different experience. Because when I for hot yoga, it was like. I am doing this like the best I possible can when like we were in college, we were like the best in the class. Yeah, we were. Oh, <laughs> and we knew it. And we, that yeah. Cool. That's because we're, we're dancers. Like we grew up dan- like competitive dancers. And so like yoga was just like part of our like normal, I guess. Like, exercise. Yeah, exercise. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yoga has been great. It just rejuvenates me. It puts me in a really, really good mindset. And I think, I think you really have to have a good mindset, especially as an entrepreneur, because if you don't, uh, you know, it's not good. So yeah, I, I love that. And yoga and even like painting, you know, I'm kind of like a grandma. I <laughs> think I love just like painting, like just fun things on like a canvas from like Michael's or something, you know, getting out the paints, getting out, you know, getting messy with the paints and just have a lot of fun, you know, just, just giving yourself downtime, I think is key. And, and also too, I think, um, spending time with your friends, spending time with your friends and, and, good women, good women, good, good women, good empowering women, uh, women that are rooting for you. Um, I think when you surround yourself with that crowd, I think it can do such a good, 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 uh, you know, positive number on your mental health and it can really, you know, reground you and and put you where you need to be. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. What do you feel like is the biggest obstacle for most people on their journey with mental health? Oh, this is a big one. Um, hmm, I have to think about this one. I would say, you know, I think acceptance is the biggest obstacle. I I think oftentimes, you know, uh, we're very quick to judge each other, but I think, you know, we place the hardest judgment on ourselves. I I think in a lot of ways, we're always down on ourselves and we're very much judgmental of ourselves, especially when it comes to our mental health. Um, So I think learning to accept, you know, yourself and also accept others as well is a huge obstacle that not many people want to do. But I do believe that if everyone did accept each other, it would be a very different society. Um, I I think mental health and the topics surrounding mental health, I think there's a lack of education and and there's definitely a lack of knowledge at times. And I I honestly believe that, you know, in my own opinion, I believe mental health should be integrated, you know, in schools. uh, I I think, you know, there should be mental health classes for children to learn about it because it's so, so, so common within our society. Um, You know, so I I do believe, you know, um, if we were all a little bit more educated, and a little bit more familiar with mental health, I, I do believe we'd be able to, you know, accept it better and, and it wouldn't be so much of an obstacle anymore. But, you know, I think a lot of people still believe that mental health disorders as, you know, they think of mental health d- disorders as foreign, but it, it's not as foreign at all as so many people battle mental health every day. And I, I mean, one in five Americans will experience a mental health disorder in a given year. So it's more common than what people think or mo- with what, you know, most people view. But, um, I've seen a change, you know, versus when I was in high school, I've seen a change. And, uh, you know, I was in high school roughly about uh, six years ago. So, you know, but I've seen a huge change, a huge change um, in six years of the advocacy work that people have been doing for the mental health community, um, as well as education. So, yeah, as long as we keep going in that direction, um, you know, I think acceptance, you know, won't be so much of an obstacle anymore. I, I don't think it will be. Absolutely. And I think social media has been, we, we all went to high school at the same time because Fiona and I are 24 as well. So oh, cool. you know, I think social media has had a huge impact on that. Um, Cause I know 
when we were in high school, we were watching like stupid vines, like (laughs) anything educational, nothing like it is today. So I completely agree with you. And I think it's also important to note that along with like accepting mental health, I think it's also understanding that you don't need to experience a huge trauma or have a, a mental illness to take advantage of mental health programs, I guess. Yeah. Be the right word. Or like yeah. even acknowledge it. Like I think yeah. I think like mental health can literally just be burnout. Like it can literally just be, mm-hmm. okay, I, I need a day. Like I'm not, I'm not okay. Um, like I've been running around like a crazy person. Absolutely. Um, I have one more question before we get into 20 questions. Um, what do you feel like is the best advice you can give to people in their 20s that are on their on this like healing journey or or just really struggling with their mental health um, right now. Just hang in there, you know, hang in there. You know, even if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, the light is there. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to give yourself some patience, give yourself time. You know, um, healing is, is the biggest thing that we all have as humans. It's our biggest, power, one of our biggest power tools. Um, so, you know, giving yourself the patience and the time to heal and, and learning to, you know, accept the fact that, yeah, you know, life is not perfect and that's okay. Um, we're all, you know, climbing the same mountain, but just on different trails. So it's extremely important to give yourself, you know, that needed time, that needed energy, um, to really, you know, just say, Hey, it's okay. Things are going to be okay. Um, and if you don't feel that way, you know, uh, you know, talk to someone, you know, talk to your, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your coworkers, even, you know, um, again, you know, maybe they can help guide you in the right direction or make you not feel so alone or even listen to, listen to a podcast like this or something, you know, um, just get your mind out of it. So I, I definitely believe that. Yeah, definitely just hang in there. Um, you know, I do think things will be okay within time. Time heals all wounds. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I am just curious a little off topic, but, um, Can you tell us before we get into 20 questions, I know you have a lot of businesses. So can you tell us your hardest to build and what that looked like? Absolutely. Ooh, I would say definitely my, definitely my instruments brand. Um, I think clothing is the most difficult industry to be in. <laughs> um, I was warned prior to starting, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing that, Nick. Maybe you shouldn't. And I agree. Maybe I shouldn't have. But I'm just going <laughs> all that, you know, despite what people say, I'm still going to do it anyways. <laughs> um, you know, it's a risk take. I'm a risk taker for sure. Um, aren't we all in entrepreneur life? We all, we're all risk takers. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, building my entrance line, um, you know, it was, it was definitely difficult because again, I had a lot of people saying, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. This is a very, very hard industry to take part of, uh, you know, what are you going to be doing? You know, what, what, you know, how are you going to stand out from other brands? Um, you know, we have a Victoria's Secret, we have an Adore Me, we have an Airy, you know, what are you doing? And I was told that for, you know, years prior to starting it. And it was actually uh, in the works for about four and a half years prior to the launch. Um, I actually ended up launching in October of 2022. And it's funny because even, even within all the doubts and what people said to me, I still kept going. Um, And I think that's what you need to do. I always kept doing what I felt like I needed to do. Um, and that has been, you know, the most challenging thing for me, really just the manufacturing and the, and the, you know, really the production of it all. Um, you know, I personally would not recommend getting into the clothing industry because it is a process. It's such a process and it takes forever. But when you get those, when you get your designs that were once on paper in your hands and they're your own designs and you get to wear your own designs, 
it is the coolest feeling in the world. Um, I posted a picture on my social media of a fashion sketch that I did um, of one of my designs. And then I posted a picture of me actually wearing the design. And, it, you know, it brought, it brought tears to my eyes. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like this is really, 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 really cool. I'm wearing this design that I literally came off from my head. So it was, it was a very, very um, interesting experience. Um, it was very hard to build. Uh, so many, so many people, you know, production-wise and, and even with the marketing of it all, a lot of, lot of process, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, just everyone, but, it, and, you know, it was kind of a hectic process, but it, it was worth it in the end because I got to say, hey, you know, I did that. I did that. And, you know, that it's important to, to give yourself a pat on the back and say, hey, you know what? I did that. So yeah, it's been, it's been the most challenging, but it's been the most rewarding, I'll say. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Are we ready? <clears throat> okay. We're going to get into 20 questions. What is your favorite book? Ooh, um, mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't really read. Um, I, I read, I read Vogue magazines from like the nineties. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't know if that's really considered reading, but yeah, old, old Vogue issues from like the mid nineties. That's like, yeah. With a, with a cup of, cup of matcha. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's Ooh, my thing. I know <laughs> my boyfriend reads fashion magazines for fun. And oh, I love that. And he the other night, like I got to his his apartment and he was like, Kiona, I got a new fashion magazine. And I was like, and he like literally just reads it in bed with his coffee. And I'm like, I can't. I he works in fashion, so he like loves it. And he yeah, it was yeah. it's just funny. That's <laughs> awesome. That's such a mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, um, well, I really like yours. <laughs> yeah. I love yours. I think this is awesome. Um, really anything pertaining to mental health. I love, I'll listen to forever, um, you know, in the car, in my bed, you know, before nighttime, before I go to bed. Um, you know, yeah. Yeah. I would say anything mental health related. Yeah. Love that. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Never stop dreaming. Your, your dreams are, are closer to you than you think. <laughs> Love it. Are you a morning or a night person? Morning. I wake up at 4 30 a.m. every night or every day. Wow. Technically night, right? It's still nighttime. What time do you go to bed? I got up around 8 30. I know I'm a grandma, but <laughs> no, I, that's what I, entrepreneurial life will do. <laughs> I get called a grandma. I work in the city, so I have like a two hour commute every day and I would oh, okay. but oh, not by choice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you could meet one person dead or alive, who would it be? Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> what is the biggest lesson you learned in the last year? Give yourself patience. I, I, you know, I would overwork all the time, Monday through Sunday, and, and I never gave myself the breaks. I never gave myself the time to just relax. So um, that was a big lesson that I learned for myself is just give yourself breaks, give yourself the time. You know, you're not a robot, you're a human, you know? So yeah, I would say that for sure. In your life, what was the biggest blessing in disguise? Oh, I would say the power of creativity. I, I, when I was modeling, I definitely limited my, my creative uh, energies and my creative passion um, and my, my ways of, of creative freedom. Um, and, you know, limiting for so many years was, was such a curse. 
Um, but now it's a blessing because I made a career out of it and I'm living it and I'm dreaming it and I'm owning it. Um, so I would say, I would say definitely, definitely my creative drive, I, I would say has been both, um, you know, a blessing in disguise. I, I kind of, it kind of saved me guys. It kind of saved me. So <laughs> yeah, I would say that. <laughs> what is something you feel like you manifested, even if it was subconsciously? Oh, manifesting definitely self-love self-love I've, I've manifested in it but it's funny because I feel like when you manifest in it it's, it's kind of a weird process I mean self-love is never ending it's it's always it's never ending you know it's always going to be evolving um but I, I would definitely say yeah you know self-love comes and goes in my life and and it's been more prominent in my life in, in some years than others um but it's it's always there you know it's always there um and I'm always willing to watch it grow and I'm, I'm always willing to accept it but yeah it's definitely been subconscious for me because sometimes I don't even realize it like I'll just be doing a face mask for fun. And I'm like, wait, no, this is actually kind of self-care. Like I'm actually giving myself time. So yeah, I would say definitely self-love and self-care and, you know, really just tuning into myself. How do you define success? Oh, well, success isn't really about money. It's not really about power. It's not really about success. It's about you. It's about your own drive, your own journey and, and what you want to do. It's about your passion. It's about your life. And it's about, you know, who you are. Um, I think success is really defined as, as you, um, it's success is what you make it out to be. Um, it can be anything. It can be whatever you want, big or small. Um, you know, I, I think I'm a firm believer in the quote, dreams don't work unless you do. And that's something that I've integrated in my life, uh, very much so, especially when I'm, when I've been in my early twenties, leading up into my mid twenties. Um, so I, I would say, you know, just, just that, I, I think it's super, super important to just, you know, uh, understand that, you know, success is not, um, it, it's not really a, a power tool. It's more so something that we should all be grateful for and something that we should all be humbled to have. Um, it's, it's just, it's a great experience. It's a human experience, but, um, it's, it can never, it can never be taken for granted. <laughs> I should say that, um, you know, so just learn to be humble with it too. I, I believe, you know, there's a lot of people on the internet. I'm sure you guys have seen, and people are just very flashy about their success and they're flashy about what they have. And they're flashy about, you know, all this stuff. And again, it's not really about that. It's about yourself and, and who you choose to be. Absolutely. What are you most passionate about? my creative freedom. And I'm also passionate about really just, just tuning into myself lately. Um, I think when you're in your early twenties, it's okay to be selfish. <laughs> it's okay to be selfish. It's okay. It's okay to toot your own horn a little bit. It's okay to tune into yourself. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's not really about, you know, not wanting to see, how do I, how do I say this? It's not so much about not wanting to see yourself successful. It's about more so wanting to see, wanting to see yourself successful, but in a way that again is, is humble. You know, you have to have that mentality where, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If this doesn't go the way that I want, that's okay. It's trial and error. You know, life is full of trial and errors. That, that's what life is. It's full of experiences that might go good or might go great or might, might go bad. Um, and that's okay. I, I think it's important to you know, really just give yourself the time, you know, again, time and, and, you know, say, you know, if this, if this is great that, and I think this is great. And then, it, you know, you publicly announce it or you publicly launch it and it doesn't go that great. Um, that's okay. Because, you know, you'll learn, you'll learn as you go. So I would, I would say so. Yeah. I would say that. Where? 11. What do you value most in a person? Their patience and their kindness. 
there's a lot of people that aren't very kind <laughs> that I've met. So kindness is not, never take that for granted either. Uh, being gen- generally kind and not only being kind, but, but willing to be patient with one another and hear each other out and, um, you know, listen to each other. I, I think being able to, to listen is, is a gift. Uh, there's not many good listeners out there, surprisingly. <laughs> um, so I think just being able to, to listen and, 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 uh, you know, also to be the power to learn from each other as well. Um, you know, someone who's willing to learn, I think is a great, great, great quality. What was your dream job when you were a kid? Well, I too, <laughs> um, being a model and being an artist, which is ironically what I've done in my, in my real life. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to be a vet for a while. And I also, I also wanted to be Britney Spears for a while, but <laughs> that didn't really work out. So I feel like everybody went through a Britney phase, yeah. <laughs> especially oh, our age. Yeah. Um, the 90s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was her for Halloween once. I was like, I, I wanted to be her. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I was Hannah Montana one year. So oh, yeah. love that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was your first job? I was a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a neighborhood babysitter in my neighborhood for a good two years. Yeah. And, oh, wow. oh gosh, that, you know, people, they don't give babysitters enough credit. They don't give nannies enough credit. It is a job. I mean, <laughs> watching little kids. Oh my gosh. I mean, I loved all the little kids that I watched and I spent time with, but geez, it was, it was a job. It was definitely a job. Oh, I definitely earned every, every cent <laughs> that I was paid for sure. <laughs> What do you struggle with the most? Um, ooh, I think I think we're all each other's anti 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 heroes anti heroes. We are. I'm I'm my biggest bully. Sometimes I am. I am. I mean, I really am my biggest bully, and I, I think we're all our our own worst critics at times. And um, it's that it's kind of that that mentality of like, oh, you know, you have that voice in the back of your head saying, oh, you're never going to do this. Oh, you're never going to do that. Um, but it's important to know that, you know, just kind of block it out as best as you can. Um, so I would, I would say that I would say that, you know, I've been, I've been kind of having that little, um, inner voice in my head for a little bit, but, um, you know, just keep going with it. I, that's what I've learned. You know, you just got to keep going despite what your own voice says in your head, you know, saying, oh, that's never going to work out. Oh, that's never going to happen. Um, it will happen, you know, just, you have to kind of block it out. (laughs) So, yeah. What is something many people misread about you? Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of people have the misconception, especially when I was in the modeling industry, that I was just like this rich little person that was like kind of snobby. I'm like, I'm a model. Like, don't even, don't even bother me. Don't even give me, I'm not even give me the time of day. Oh my God. Like, you know, people thought of me like that. And it was funny because I've met a lot of people throughout the years, especially, you know, during my modeling career. And it's funny because people, people have said to me, oh my God, you're so much nicer than what I thought you were. You know, oh my gosh, I thought you're going to be like this snobby person. I thought you're going to be like this, this bitch really. And it's funny because I'm like, oh, I don't know why you thought that. You ought to get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do have, a, I do have a resting bitch face. I will say that. I do. A lot of women do. Um, but yeah, I would say that, or also too, I, I think a lot, of, I think also something too, that people misjudge me on or misread me on, um, is, is really just the way that I am. I think a lot of people just, just think of me as this kind of like friendly girl, maybe, but 
Um, a lot of people tend to underestimate women. A lot of, surprisingly, a lot, a lot of men that I've, that I've been, I don't want to say like romantically involved with, but a lot of men that I've met, um, they, they kind of don't, they don't think, they don't take me seriously. They kind of think I'm just like this girl, you know, um, that doesn't really have many goals or many, many things in her head. Um, but it's true. You know, you can never underestimate a woman, you know, she'll, she'll surprise you. She'll surprise you. <laughs> so that's, that's my, that's my biggest answer is people not thinking, I think people not thinking that I have much up top and in my opinion, I think I do. So (laughs) (laughs) where is the best place you've ever visited? My hometown. I love my hometown. Um, that's my favorite place on earth. I love, I love my, I love my family's, uh, you know, where, where I grew up and my family's town where I grew up. It's, it's funny because I, I love, I love the city. Don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love the city. Um, but I, I love just the rural areas with like farms and horse, horse farms. I love horses and I love, I love animals and anywhere, anywhere that has a lot of fields that is open with animals. I am Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love How it. How far is love your <laughs> family's town from like the city of Boston? Oh, it's about like an hour and a half away. It's kind okay. of long. Yeah. It's kind of a long way. Um, but yeah, I love it though. It's it just even like the smell of like farm. I, <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like it, but I'm like, Oh, like this is, this is, uh, this is good. This is good. You know? So. What makes you stand out from others? Um, this is going to sound so narcissistic. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, ooh, let me say something from others. Um, I don't know. I think as far as my own friend groups and things like that, um, I I do like to think of myself as a really good listener. I, I don't, I don't really think many people like to listen to other people's problems. I'm kind of like the mom in the friend group that like listens to everyone's issues. Um, so I would say definitely like, definitely, I, I would say I'm a good listener. And that's kind of a, a that's, that's not a, a huge trait that a lot of people have. It's kind of a rare trait. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, I, I would say I'm a pretty good listener. Yeah. Not a lot of people have that. Not, not a lot of people have the patience for it, but I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, what is one of your goals for 2023? Oh, just to be happy. Honestly, just to be happy. Um, not that I wasn't happy in, you know, the last years of my life, but just, just being generally happy with myself and, and not letting bad energy get to me as much. I'm super sensitive when it comes to any type of bad energy. I just, I don't like bad energy. It sounds weird because I'm not like a positivity queen. Trust me. I have my days just like everyone else does. Um, I'm not like constantly like, oh yeah, positivity. But um, yeah, definitely, I would say just just being happy with myself, I would say, and having having other people around me be happy as well. I mean, I think when I see my friends happy, I'm happy. So yeah, I would say that. Um, what is something you know that you want for yourself long term that feels really out of reach right now? I think simplicity. I really, really want simplicity. Not that my life isn't simplicity right now. It is in some areas. But I definitely want a lot more simplicity for sure. I crave simplicity. I just love the feeling of kind of being anonymous. I, I really like that feeling. And I like kind of not having people watching me, like like on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a very private person. And um, yeah, I think I think social media is definitely a blessing and a curse. It can be a blessing for a career. It can be a curse for your private life. Um, and I've definitely dealt with that. Definitely, I've definitely dealt with that in the flesh, hardcore um, in the past years. But yeah, definitely simplicity. I, I definitely want to see more of a more of a simple life on my end. Um, 
you know, just outside of my work as well, just kind of have more of that simplicity factor be, you know, part of me. I think uh, simplicity is is home. I think it's peace. And um, I, I think it also is, is good for your mental state as well. So yeah, simplicity, simplicity. Last question. What is one word you want to be remembered by? Um, One word. Oh gosh, there's so many words. I would say expression expression, never being afraid to express yourself in a creative mindset or, or creative control. Um, I would say, you know, everyone I think has their own expression, you know, of themselves and, and how they express themselves on the daily, whether it's on the internet or in person or how they carry themselves or their demeanor. Um, I, I think ex expression is the biggest, the biggest thing. One, one of also one of the biggest things we all have as humans. It's how we, how we, how we are, how we form ourselves, how we, how we, you know, uh, carry ourselves every day. Um, so yeah, expression. I love reinforcing expression within women, whether it's through mental health or creativity, or you know, really just encouraging them within their own entrepreneurial goals or mindsets or areas that they feel like they need to work on more. Um, you know, expression is power. And power is is limitless. So um, I would I would absolutely I would absolutely say expression. Yes, it's it can, that's another thing can never be un underestimated, especially expression within a woman that can never be underestimated. Absolutely. All right, thank you so so much for coming on. This was amazing. Yay! Can Woo! you just can you just quickly tell us um, where people can find you if you want people to find you on social media? Yeah. Um, and yeah, where they can follow you and your journey. Absolutely. Um, so my main Instagram is property of NG, my initials, Nikki Gao. And um, you can contact me through my website at suthroughnikki.com. So, so I've been so lovely speaking with you guys. I think you guys are both amazing. I think you guys are doing something so well, especially for the community of women and mental health. So I'm definitely, this was like, so, so, um, you know, so liberating really just talking about myself and talking to you guys. I think this has been such an amazing experience. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming on. This is so good.